Welcome to Backlog Books. In this podcast, I will be recapping and discussing what I've been reading lately. My name is Kara. Thank you for joining me, and please be prepared for spoilers. Let's get started. This time, we are talking about Witchmark by C.L. Polk. Here is the summary. In an original world reminiscent of Edwardian England in the shadow of a world war, cabals of noble families use their unique magical gifts to control the fates of nations, while one young man seeks only to live a life of his own. Magic marked Miles Singer for suffering the day he was born, doomed either to be enslaved to his family's interest or to be committed to a witch's asylum. He went to war to escape his destiny and came home a different man, but he couldn't leave his past behind. The war between Eland and Lanier leaves men changed, strangers to their friends and family, but even after faking his own death and reinventing himself as a doctor at a cash-strapped veterans hospital, Miles can't hide what he truly is. When a fatally poisoned patient exposes Miles' healing gift and his witch mark, he must put his anonymity and freedom at risk to investigate his patient's murder. To find the truth, he'll need to rely on the family he despises and on the kindness of the most gorgeous man he's ever seen. Witchmark was published in 2018. It won the World Fantasy Award in 2019 and was nominated for a bunch of other awards. It is the first book in the Kingston cycle, followed by Storm Song and Soul Star. The series was a finalist for a Hugo Award in 2022. Our author, C.L. Polk, is from Canada. I believe Witchmark was their first book. They continue to write and publish. The most recent work of theirs is a novella called Even Though I Knew the End. They have also somewhat frequently been a guest on the Writing Excuses podcast, which I know I've mentioned a few times. They bring a unique perspective on writing to that podcast, so I always like it when they're a guest. I have had Polk and specifically Witchmark on my to-be-read list probably since this came out in 2018, which I don't know how y'all plan your reading, but I don't make like a list and stick to it. That would be ridiculous. It's more like I add potential interesting titles into a big soup and occasionally something bubbles to the surface and I pick it out. The reason I had a copy of this book is that Tor.com gave away a free ebook version a while ago, and the reason I finally read it after having it for a couple of years is one day at work I didn't have a book with me to read, so I just opened this one kind of at random, which worked out really well. I, I actually really enjoyed this one. So... Let's get into it. This is a secondary world fantasy, and it feels a little alternate history because some fantasy secondary world stuff feels like so foreign and out there and on like a completely different trajectory versus this has like a similar technological arc, maybe. I'm not very well versed on technology and history. 
and I really liked the setting and the world. It's kind of gas lamp fantasy. It has some technology, but it's like an Edwardian era setting with some magic. There are phones and an electricity equivalent, and there are cars, but they're very rare and almost more trouble than they're worth. And the city of Kingston, where most of this takes place, is built around the idea that your main mode of transportation is a bicycle, which was fun. I unfortunately live in America, where the main mode of transportation is a car, so it's nice to see non-car-based travel wish that was my life, but unfortunately it's not. Oh, uh, also in this world, there is a secret circle of mages who control the weather for the entire country. That'll come back later. So this story starts off really quickly. You're like immediately dumped into the setting and new information is just thrown at you. Mentions of people and places, events with no explanation. I was kind of thrown off by it at first. I guess it has been a while since I read a book that just sort of dumps you in it like this one does. And you do find your feet and like eventually settle in and understand all of what's going on. But initially, you're very much just along for the ride. Some setup for you, dear listener, it is the end of the war between two neighboring countries. The war. I don't know. It's the end of a war. Eland and Lanier. The city of Kingston is in Eland, and Eland are like the antagonists in this war. I want to say they started it. It's been a little while since I read this, so my fine detail memory has gone out the window. Our main character is Miles, a doctor of psychiatry who works at a veterans hospital and is preparing for a new wave of patients from the front lines. They don't have enough space in the hospital to keep their current patients and deal with this new influx, and Miles is worried about letting his patients go home. They are soldiers who all seem to be suffering from the same malady. Each hears a stranger in their head telling them to kill their friends and family. The malady doesn't seem to have any physical cause. Everyone else in the hospital thinks it's just in the soldier's head and they'll get over it. However, the malady is visible as like a cloud over the mind, but it's only visible to those with magic. And if you have magic in this country, there are only a few options for you. You are either one of the secret circle of mages who control the weather, or you're magically enslaved to the secret circle of mages. And if you're not a weather witch or enslaved to one, you are either in hiding or sent to an asylum for fear that you will go mad. So you can see why Miles works very hard to hide his magic from everyone around him. So he can't just go up to the director of his hospital and say, hey, something magical is happening to these patients, to these soldiers, and I don't know what it is, and we can't just let them go. So he is searching for a physical cause for this brain fog malady, and his search is getting desperate. 
Soon he'll have to discharge half of his potentially murderous patients to make room for returning soldiers who probably have the same problem. And in the midst of this, Nick Elliott, a journalist, is brought to Miles's hospital, claiming that he was poisoned. As he dies, he passes along his soul, his magic, to the attending doctor, who is Miles, and also says, I've been murdered, please find out who murdered me. Unfortunately for Miles, there is a witness to this death and this transfer of magic, one extremely handsome Tristan Hunter, who brought the dying man to the hospital in the first place. Tristan promises to keep the whole magic business a secret. He says he doesn't care that Miles is a witch on the loose in hiding. He merely wants to know who killed Nick Elliott. It comes out eventually that Tristan is actually here to investigate something much bigger, the disappearance of Elan's souls. That seems bad, right? This is gradually revealed, but Tristan is an amaranthine, which sounds basically like an angel. There's lots of lore and, like, kind of scary stories around them, which actually make them sound more like elves in fairy tales, where they're, like, capture mortals and put them under a spell. So, angels slash elves slash fairies. Something magical and otherworldly and very long-lived. But the important thing is that amaranthines guard solace, which is where souls go after death. And for the last 20 to 30 years or something, there have been no souls from Eland arriving in solace. And for all this time, the amaranthines assumed Eland had died out, that there was a plague or something that decimated the entire population. But Tristan wasn't satisfied with this explanation and has come to solve the mystery, only to find a still extant country. Like, there's still people living and dying here. He just doesn't know where their souls are going. So, we're trying to solve the murder of Nick Elliott. We're trying to figure out where the missing souls are. What else? Let's not forget the high society angle. Miles is hiding from his family, who of course belong to the secret circle of witches who control the country's weather, guaranteeing that Eland has a livable climate. Miles's magic is not in the weather. His magic is in healing, something that is considered useless, more or less, in a country that needs weather magic to survive. Witches without weather magic are magically bound to serve a storm singer. They're essentially a battery backup for the weather mage, allowing them to do more and more powerful magic. Miles ran away from home and joined the military ten years ago to avoid being magically enslaved as a battery to his family. Who could blame him? So together, after Tristan convinces Miles that, like, hey, I'm not going to, like, turn you over and... Also, I'm not going to put a spell on you. They set out together to solve the intertwining mysteries of murder, malady, and missing souls. Miles must face the past he's run away from in order to discover the truth about himself, his family, and about the country that he loves. That's pretty much all I'm going to tell you about this one. 
I just want to also include like a general warning that this is a book about the after effects of war, of soldiers returning home who are left to fend for themselves, who don't have like a proper support network. There are magically enslaved mages who are not only used as batteries, but also forced into marriages in the hopes that their children will either have good weather magic or be useful as additional batteries. There are classist policies put in place that specifically target people without the power to defend themselves. Because it doesn't matter where you're from or what universe you're in, those in power will do anything to remain where they are. And I think Polk balanced all of these elements within this story, showing us the dark side of Kingston and also the people who are working to bring about systemic change. I really enjoyed this book. Um, And it has a satisfying ending, but it is the first in a trilogy. So if you read it, expect it to raise some questions that don't get answered and some problems will remain unresolved at the end. And I hope to read the rest of the trilogy soon. However, I'm going to take a little while before I pick up the next one. I really liked Miles as the main character. And I know the next two books follow two different people. And I find when that's the case that it's better for me to give some time before I pick up the next book. Otherwise, I'm just disappointed that it's not entirely about the character from the first book. And that's it. Uh, If you want more media like this, I would say, again, the Spirit Walker trilogy by Kate Elliott, which I keep recommending and I haven't actually done a review for, so maybe I should do something about that. That will be a goal for the future. Join me next time to hear about Brown Girl in the Ring by Nalo Hopkinson. As always, you can contact me at backlogbookspod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support it, the best way to do that right now is to rate and review it or just share it with a friend. You can find the podcast on Facebook at Backlog Books Podcast or at BacklogBooks.com. The music is by Joseph McDade. You can hear more of his work at JosephMcDade.com. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope to talk with you again soon. I also hope I stop sneezing soon. God, it's the worst, okay? Don't ever get sick. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It sucks. Okay, goodbye. (laughs)